Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we are live. Everyone, tuning in. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. Today, I have a special guest coming from Miami, Florida. G, thanks so yes. much for joining me. How are you Thank doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm fine. How are you? Couldn't be better. This is it's great. Nice weather. I think you said it's raining there, but uh, it is. You know, it comes in. At least it's not cold out. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Probably true a lot in in Miami. <laughs> so, yeah, G, yes. No, well, yeah, you don't have. We don't have winters what, what, down here. You don't have winters down there. No, no. Well, we were chatting. I uh, might be down there this week coming, so uh, mm-hmm. I might pop in, pop in and see you. So I'm looking forward to the warm weather. But let's go ahead, introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of back, maybe your background, where you came from, and ultimately how you ended up running a law firm. Where am I? Absolutely. So my name is Jeremy G, aka G. I am an Army veteran, hence why my last name became my first name. So it's very rare that people call me by Jermise, unless it's my mom and I'm in trouble. So I am a mother. My son is 15. He'll be 16 in November. Um, So that is my pride and joy above all else. So I went to law school in Michigan, Thomas M. Cooley Law School, the best law school in the nation, in my opinion. Um, I also have a master's degree from FIU, which is Florida International University. And then my undergrad was from St. Thomas University down in Miami Gardens. And that was in criminal justice as well. Excellent. And I'm a managing Excellent. partner at Spectrum Law Firm Miami, PLLC. Yeah, Spectrum Law Firm. I'm going to throw the web address down here. So check them out. I'll put this back up again a bit as well. I'll put the, the link in the comments. But yeah, Spectrum Law Firm, Miami, Florida. And you have a partner as well? Yes, I have a partner. So I am actually licensed in the state of Texas. My partner, Sandy Borsvon, is licensed in Florida. And so we have locations in both states. Excellent. And so tell us a little bit about the the firm itself, uh, what your specialty is, what your focus is, and the practice areas that you... Absolutely. So our motto is a new era in legal representation. And what we mean by that is I think our firm brings a personal touch to all of our clients. Um, So we help our clients navigate through some of the most difficult times in their lives, either whether it be a divorce, um, because when you get married, you plan on staying married, right? Um, Whether it be a probate, assisting a loved one in going through the weeds or the mud of their deceased on the state. And so that's what we do. We have a personal touch for everything we do. All of my clients have my personal cell phone number. Um, It's been that way from day one. And so we are the type of lawyers that we would want if, God forbid, we were facing a divorce or going through a probate. So our clients always um, first. And so we always try to remain accessible and basically try to shoulder that burden um, as much as we can. Because it's a lot. And so we are there just kind of help them navigate the legal process and at least take some of the strain and the stress off of what they're dealing with. Excellent. That's, that's good to hear. <clears throat> that's how you guys operate. And uh, what size uh, are you guys, like, I guess, full staff at the moment with support staff as well? Okay. So yes, um, we have, I have two uh, virtual paralegals. Um, my partner has a virtual paralegal as well. We have a virtual assistant, and hopefully, sometime soon, I will be bringing on our maybe fourth associate. Excellent. But this will be the first one in about two years, and so we are growing. That's excellent. We've been in business for six years, so yeah, it's it's been a ride. Uh, during COVID, what what changes did you make, or 
<clears throat> were you in an office primarily going remote or what have, what have you guys done since or during COVID? Right. I don't think COVID changed the face of our firm, so to speak, um, because I'm licensed in Texas, but I live in Florida. And so I'm known as like the traveling attorney. So I was pretty much virtual 90% of the time pre-COVID. So it wasn't a big leap for our firm, at least, to kind of change how we operate. So we really didn't make any changes aside from kind of limited clients face to face because sometimes clients just want to sit down across the desk from their attorney. So that's really been the only change that our firm has experienced because we've been operating virtually for quite a while before COVID. Yeah, so I actually hear that from you know, quite a few of the managing partners that I get to talk to that newer firms in the last couple of years. Um, it seems that there was not really a huge adjustment as far as client interaction, systems, you know, ability to go virtual. It seems... You know, what I've heard mostly is it wasn't an issue at all. And most of them are already embracing those things from, you know, from when they started. So yeah. same with my company. I, you know, it wasn't really a big hit from that perspective to, to go virtual. It was, it was very easy to do. So that's good to hear. So, yeah. yeah. Versus versus your older firms, which, you know, have been around a long time. Uh-huh. Very hard to change. You have hundreds of people. They're used to a lot of old processes and it's hard to overnight change to those things where you guys are able to make those adjustments quickly. So that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, what I want, I want to kind of get into, uh, you guys are growing and mm-hmm. uh, COVID's, you know, settled down and, and things have come back a little bit normal. How have you focused on getting clients and, and getting in front of the, the, the right client that you, you're looking mm-hmm. for, but things that you've done that may be different, marketing, mm-hmm. what have you guys done that really helped you guys out? I think word of mouth is our bread and butter. And uh, you treat clients right, and in return, they will treat you right. They will send their friends, their family, and hey, gee, I have a client for you. And so word of mouth has been our bread and butter from day one. And I'm in a niche area, so to speak. I'm a part of a lot of lawyers' Facebook groups. And it's very rare that you have an interstate attorney, right? Live in one state, uh, but I'm not licensed in that state. Oh, excellent. Oh, gee, you're uh, you said you're muted. I think your microphone is muted. Maybe the earbuds uh, failed. Anyone tuning in? It's all right. We gotta. We'll be back in a second. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Okay. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> Technology. We were just talking about that. Yeah, it happens. No, no big deal. You rely on it so heavily. <laughs> um, so yeah. So either uh, professional colleagues that in the same area um, that we are in, word of mouth. When we first initially started, my partner and I, we did a lot of Facebook lives and Instagram lives and ran all types of like wills, estate clinics, disability clinics, and so we're he- we were heavily involved in the community pre-COVID. Um, so we did tons of back to school drive. We partnered with different churches. And so just being out in the community that we ultimately serve um, definitely gave us a leg up when it comes to referrals. But we haven't done any official marketing. And this is year five for us. And so it's strange <laughs> that you hear a law firm say we don't market, but we really haven't marketed at all. So it's just hard work, really, in keeping that professional reputation that we've established over the past five years. Well, I would say it's not it's not super uncommon. I, I talk to a lot of, of managing partners and, and law firms that haven't done a ton of marketing or you know, they, they have relied on word of mouth, mm-hmm. reputation, networking out in the community, things like that. And so 
I think, which is the best way to get work and the, or the best type of work and clients, I think, are all through referral for sure. So it's not actually not that uncommon. I think it's just, but you know, you're going live, you're putting out content, you're trying to be mm-hmm. helpful. If you kind of break that down, it all, it all boils down to it's a form of marketing. And whether or not you're looking at digital, which is what we do, digital marketing, SEO. So if I Google mm-hmm. something, your video might come up that right. you're talking about wills and trust or an article you wrote because you're trying to be helpful uh, ends up coming up and you can share that with someone to help before they make a decision to call you. So, so it's really about sometimes uh, marketing can still be very easily <clears throat> those things you want to do to help and give back mm-hmm. and they can easily be translated into pieces that can mm-hmm. drive customers at the same time. So sometimes just kind of looking at what are you doing and how can that be used the stuff that you've already produced be used to attract customers that are outside of maybe your referral sources. Right. You know, so I think that's something to kind of think about. Absolutely. Also, real quick, uh, anyone got any questions? You're tuning in. G is a wealth of knowledge. So any questions you have, should be happy to answer. Pop those in here. We'll get to see the comments and we'll, uh, we'll respond. She'll be able to answer those for you. So comment if you can. And so... So yeah, word of mouth and referrals, hands down, the best. I mean, my company was built on that as mm-hmm. well. We still heavily rely on that, and I just think it's uh, you know the level of growth you're looking for uh, might depend on if that's enough. It's hard to control, mm-hmm. I guess. It's, yeah, you can't predict it. I guess you can't predict how many referrals will I get this week or next month. So, so I think that's where where marketing kind of comes in to say, all right, how do we how do we try to influence it a, a little bit? But I did get to see. Some of your some videos you went live and, and some of the things you guys have done and you're active on social media, which is great. So those are all great methods to get in front of, especially your community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Facebook groups, you mentioned that. So that, that was really cool. Give us a little, give me a little more detail on, <laughs> on I guess, how, how are you interacting with the groups? Are you yeah. on there kind of like commenting and, and giving your opinions and, mm-hmm. and help? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, excellent. Yeah. And, and what are the groups made up of, of other lawyers or? They are. So I'm a part, maybe five or six. Um, It was more earlier on in my career, but I'm about a part of five or six. And so those forums are just like any other networking event, right? But the difference is you're in front of a keyboard. And so the key to kind of getting your name seen over and over again, um, for instance, if somebody posts like, hey, I have a question regarding X, Y, and Z, um, can you give your opinion? And if it's an area that I know and it's in my practice area, which is family law primarily and civil litigation, then I'm able to chime in to say, hey, blah, 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 this is um, how we'll handle it. Or if it's, hey, if it's somebody, can I use a conference room? Come down to our office, you can use our conference room. And so those are the type of things that kind of build that connection outside of being a part of one in 10,000 attorneys. And so, or if they are running the calls like, hey, I have an, an event I want you guys to be a part of, or whether that's donating. So it's really about kind of giving your time without looking for something in the end, but also you want to get your name out there because those Facebook groups are abundantly everywhere and there's so many different attorneys and phenomenal attorneys at that and so it's really going to be the difference like okay it's come down to two attorneys and they would most likely than not go to one that they're least familiar with and so that's what we do um my law partner she speaks creole and so sometimes mm-hmm. we offer her translation services to be like hey i need a translator hey call us up my law partner will translate <laughs> for you so it's one of those things and professional courtesy goes a long way so that's how we kind of do it and to just 
be a helpful to the legal profession because once if one of us to see the legal profession entirely succeeds as well. So it's kind of understanding the big picture while still trying to drive your bottom line as well. No, that's excellent. That's a, a great way to do that. And I'm actually part of me and my business partner. We're part of, uh, it's not a legal group, but it's a digital marketing owners group, which is very similar. <clears throat> we all help each other and we don't all do the same type of marketing for the same types of clients. So mm-hmm. when they have a referral, to say a law firm, they go, yeah. Oh, Kevin, you guys only work with law firms, right? Like, yeah, here we don't, you know, we, right. we don't work with law firms. So, so, and then it's just also just a way to stay on top of your game, see what others are saying. So I, I think the Facebook group is really great. And I'm, I'm sure there's other, other way. And you're also on some, a board, you mentioned a board uh, early yes. on. Yes. I sit on my law school board, um, Western Michigan, Thomas and Cooley law school. And so I sit on our alumni board there to, once you graduate law school, it's fine and dandy, right? Um, you take the bar, but you still need to kind easy. of. Easy peasy. <laughs> easy peasy, right? Just a small <laughs> I'm going to take it later today just to see. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. and so uh, our job is to keep that connection with our law school while also building our alumni base. And so one of the ways we do that is to hold different virtual events through law schools throughout the country or within our own alumni organization as well. And so that's been a wonderful experience so far. COVID has kind of curtailed what we wanted to do. So yeah. hopefully by this time next year, we'll be back in person doing some type of networking events. But so I assume, though, there's that probably leads to other uh, referral potentials. Mm-hmm. And, and great connections, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Our alumni is, we have an adjunct professor at UCLA that's on tenure. And so we're every Chicago, Ohio. And so you never know what tomorrow is going to hold, right? And so it's kind of the six degrees of separation sort of thing. Like you're six, six people away from meeting who <laughs> you want to meet, so to speak. Um, and so that's definitely a great opportunity to network and meet people that I didn't even know. And it's a three-year commitment. So you learn a lot about people in three years. And so hopefully those relationships kind of continue to grow even after our term is up. Yes, that's excellent. So big question. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what does the next five, 10 years look like for you? Do you have any, I guess, in stone plans, like uh, goals that you're trying to hit? But what's, what's the progression? What do you want to see the firm do? What, what are you guys Absolutely. trying to accomplish? Um, so the next five or 10 years, we will be multi-state. We will have at least five different associates. I don't know if I'll be full-time or not. <laughs> I want to get into the academic world a little bit, become a professor, but it's definitely to expand our firm and to expand our global footprint. When, we, my, when my partner and I first came together, we understood that it was bigger than us too, which is why we chose the name Spectrum and our individual names don't appear on our law firm door. So it's definitely about leaving a legacy. We want to leave a firm that will be self-sustaining and self-efficient, even if one of us choose to cut down full part-time and be in the office once a week. And so five years, the goal is to be in Michigan and Georgia both locations as well as Texas um, and Florida, of course. Um, So that's four states in five years. A pretty lofty dream, definitely doable and attainable. And to continue to grow our brand, we want it to be outside of G and voice run. So we understand that in order to do that, we we have to put in work and grind and hustle. And so that's the five-year plan. Hopefully my sister 
will be an Esquire then as well, and she'll be coming on as an attorney, so to make it a family business, so to speak. And so we'll see. She has three years, so knock on wood, she'll be a managing partner of the firm in about four or five years from now. I, I love it. So that this very precise uh, goals that you have in mind is measurable, right? It's mm -hmm. and it's something you already planned for, which I think is excellent. Is even with the name of the firm. You know, it's not just your name or whatever. It, you you had growth and a plan for the future. So I, I think that's really amazing. You got you know, four states in five years. That's more than doable. So <clears throat> I love how you have those kind of already in your mind. You know, mm -hmm. you, can, you can put those down and, on paper. So Absolutely. I love it. So I know I have a doubt that you will get there. So, <laughs> so for anyone listening, an aspiring managing partner, Someone that works at a law firm right now, maybe tuning in to this episode that is thinking about going off on their own. And there's some people are just wired. You know, they already know they're going to go on their own mm -hmm. almost before they know, mm -hmm. but that's just whatever they, they just end up going on their own. So what would you, what would some advice maybe you would give to someone that's, they haven't really taken the plunge yet. They're kind of thinking about it. I know this last year might have been a little bit, you know, scary right. for some people to to kind of make that jump. But mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give someone like that? I'll give two pieces of advice that <laughs> we kind of learned the hard way is to remember your why. Being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. It's not easy. It's not rainbows and unicorns. And so during those tough and difficult times, early on, we were, we were struggling. Like we knew law school teaches you how to practice law, but not run a business. And so that's going to be my second point. And so you have to remember your why and you have to remember like, okay, it's tough. Why did I start? Like, why? you you? Because that's going to be the only thing to keep you moving during those difficult times. I mean, the second part is you definitely have to learn how to run your business, not as a lawyer, but as a business person. I mean, that has been, I guess, the biggest challenge because we're attorneys, but we also are business owners. And so there are two different things. One does not equip you for the other. And so definitely learn about business. Get you an accountant. We have a phenomenal accounting firm. I'm down in Miami. Get you one. Take courses. Read books because you don't know what you don't know. But if you want to run a business and you want to run it the right way, you have to learn about it. Um, it's a scary thing. So definitely learn how to run a business, not as a lawyer, but as a businesswoman or man. So that would be the two things. The latter part was harder. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely experienced some bumps along the road and like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have did this this way. Oh, maybe we should have took pay more attention to business organizations in law school, but it's, it's critical to surround yourself with people and the experts in your area that you're not, and that's okay. So that'll be my two biggest uh, pieces of advice for Eric. And those are two really, really good ones. So yeah, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. This should be, you know, what's the reasons? Is it freedom? Is it to do things your own way? You know, whatever it might be, or is it to, to make an impact, to give back, whatever? But yeah, I think sticking to that, and, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't establish that necessarily up front, you know, in the beginning. They, yeah. There's usually a, a reason, but it's maybe not a why. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think 
that might take years, some years to, to really establish sometimes. I've definitely seen a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, I don't even know why, and I don't want to do this anymore, you know, and they didn't really have a good why. And it's just, mm -hmm. well, I want to make some money or whatever, but that won't, over time, that won't really sustain you. So you have to have a bigger purpose in that for sure. Absolutely. And then yes, running a business is not easy and I, and it's not, it doesn't get easier necessarily. <laughs> and as you grow, there's just more challenges, different challenges. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to like and embrace change that yeah. that's going to come regardless if you like it or not. And you know, you start to get a little bit better at it, but you get, you can learn as much as you want, read books and stuff, which I do and everyone should do, but nothing beats doing it and mm -hmm. failing a little bit, doing it the wrong way, and then going, okay, I don't want to do that again. And that was a mistake. Absolutely. <laughs> so, trial by error. Trial by error. That's it's right. Like, that's and, what we did. and then definitely bring on experts if you can. Obviously, when you start out, you, you, might, you might not have the mm -hmm. money to do it all, but you'll be surprised when your community, people that you connect with that will help. And you don't have to start out with a big accounting firm. You might start out with John, the accountant, or someone you know that's a friend that can help do something and, yeah. and pay them. So I, th I think it's kind of like a progression. My lawyers, we have a business law firm. Uh -huh. We There's so much we couldn't do without them, okay. and, and we throw things at them all the time. So we can't do that ourselves. Right. Uh, so, yeah, surround yourself with good people. Hire where you can uh, outside and and yeah, remember why you're doing it. Absolutely. You can't be afraid of the unknown. Um, it goes back to what you said. We were doing our own books when we first started, had no idea. We figured it out. <laughs> QuickBooks is a wonderful, wonderful tool. And it's one of you trial by fire because you want to know your business, right? And so before we kind of turn over the reins. And so you, you have to embrace it. In the army, we call it embracing the suck. And so you have to embrace the suck. I hate numbers. Like I detest them, but I have to know <laughs> what's the basis of my payroll. Like why, why do we have to pay X amount of dollars in taxes? And so that we didn't, we couldn't afford an accountant when we first started. And so it was up to me and my partner to you to, well, gee, we're going to figure this out one way or another. <laughs> um, <and> well, so, <laughs> well, I think that's another, that's another great tip mm -hmm. that you know it first inside and out as much as possible you, mm -hmm. you suck it up you do it until you're like i don't want to do this anymore i can't do this anymore but you understand it so 10 yeah. years from now 10 years from now when someone pulls up some numbers for a, a financial report uh -huh. you're not gonna you're not gonna be clueless you're gonna be like what what's up with this what's up with right. that it was funny we just got out of a financial meeting moments ago before this show with katya who's down in jacksonville florida she mm -hmm. works full-time with us on our accounting and she's we're, we're confused on some of the stuff because things get more complex and we're not mm -hmm. always like, well, what the heck is that? You know, but, but we know by looking at things, what should be right and what's right. wrong. And, and you need to know it inside. Now as a business owner, you need to be able to, if everyone quit tomorrow on your team, yep. you could still probably run the business, do all the work. And, and I think that's important that you know how to do those things and your business can be way more protected that way. Absolutely. Uh, we, so Another good tip from G embrace the suck. I love it. <laughs> embrace the suck. Everyone uh, tuning in, check out more episodes like this to see G's episode as well. ArrayLaw.com slash podcast. Check out G on our website too. The Spectrum Law Firm. 
Uh, G, what is uh, the best way for listeners now and in the future to connect with you personally or to reach out to you? Absolutely. So our office number is 888-959-8264. Our law firm name is down there. If you Google G, G-E-E, our firm page will pop up. My partner name is Sandy Boisron, B-O-I-S-R-O-N-D. We're very active on social media um, on our firm's page, so you can Plug us in on Spectrum Law Firm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And so those are the three ways to contact us. So give us a call for your legal need. Excellent. Yeah. Reach out to G to affirm her partner again down there in Miami. And if you are interested or run a firm that needs help with their marketing or just an assessment of what you're doing, reach out to us, ArrayLaw.com. Check that out there. Also, again, the podcast, you can check mm-hmm. those out there. This will be live today on LinkedIn and YouTube. You can also check this out on our website soon, and you'll see me more from G very shortly. So, uh, G, thanks so much for joining me today. Is there any, any final words as we uh, tune out here in just a second on a Tuesday? I have no final words. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> need legal representation in the state of Florida or Texas, please feel free to call our firm. If we don't know, there's a guarantee that we know somebody that does. Nothing can connect with somebody. So yeah, anyone referral work is great work. You got a client that needs family law, but you don't practice family law. Reach out to G and her firm and make it happen. So, all right, G, thanks so much. Stick on. We'll, We'll stay behind the scenes here and everyone else that tuned in. Have a great day, and we'll soon see you soon on the Managing Partners podcast. 